0: Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Today's episode is called The Fairy Queen and the Three Brothers. It's episode 12. Now, I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. Episode 12. Under the Great Willow, the Fairy Queen, and the Three Brothers. Now, this is a continuation of our story from the last time, Under the Great Willow. If you haven't heard that one, well, you could listen to this one first and then go back and find out what you missed, or you could go listen to the other one now. Either way, the question is, where did we leave off? Hmm. I remember. Do you? We met Liliana and her little brother, Josh, and they were playing by a creek. And a big old bullfrog jumped right into Josh's lap, and the two children chased that frog and they chased it right under a great willow tree. But when the kids followed the frog under the tree, they couldn't believe their eyes. They found an enchanted ring of fairies who were telling stories. And one of the fairies stepped out and said, I am the Bard of Fairyland, in a very important voice. And the Bard of Fairyland, and also the Fairy Prince, invited Liliana and Josh to sit down and listen to the story. Which, of course, they did, because it's a fairy tale told by a real fairy. Isn't that exciting? So here is what happened next. The bard of Fairyland, a tiny fairy with a rather large yellow feathered hat and a bright wooden lute that hung across his wee shoulders, spoke again. And now my tale I shall tell to you, both ancient and wise. And he turned the full circle of fairies and children and the frog, and he smiled upon them, and then he began his tale. Out in the feathers of a far-off place, in the bygone days of before, or perhaps it happened right now, there stood a gleaming palace made of crystal and light, sapphires and emeralds and the dreams of the citizens of the kingdom. And the bard of fairyland continued his tale. In this wondrous place lived a fairy queen like no other. For she was so honest, so good. Why, yes, such a delightful delight was she. The bard of fairyland waved his hand with a fanciful flourish. All who gathered in the circle leaned in just a little closer to catch every word. Now, this wonderful queen whose story I tell, she was not only the queen of the fairies. No, so wise and brave was she that even the elves of the trees and the gnomes of the villages, why, even the dwarves under Hawthorne Grove and the trolls of the rivers and the swamps, even they, even they gave their allegiance to her. Well, why was she so wonderful, you ask? Well, that is not a bad question, is it? And truth be told, it was many things. But most of all, So good and kind was she, that never once, never once, did she misuse the trust so many bestowed upon her. For when the trolls and the dwarves argued over the bounty of precious metals buried deep within the hinterlands of far away, our fairy queen brought them together and helped them find common ground and understanding. How to share and manage their mutual resources. She blessed every baby born within the kingdom with a carefully chosen fairy wreath of love and luck. And perhaps what made her most popular, she always invited everyone from far and wide to her delightful equinox festivals. All of a sudden, all the fairies in the circle near Liliana and Josh started talking excitedly. Oh, that festival is coming up soon, they said. What are you going to wear? Oh, are they really going to have a chocolate fountain? That's what I heard. And someone else said, Mm, I hear there's going to be a... The bard of Fairyland pulled the fancy yellow feathered hat from his head and he waved it around to show that he was ready to continue his tale. But of course, my listeners, when one is so good and so beloved by so many, there will always be a few people who are jealous or perhaps hmm, just foolish. Perhaps they cannot distinguish their own shining light when another's is also shining. My friends, I do not know. But these few will do almost anything they can think of to try to steal the joy from the one so many others love. And this story that I share with you now is about that. Well, our delightful fairy queen had three such detractors, in fact. Three brothers were they, named Pell and Mel and Quell. Now, these three brothers lived in a once handsome home that their long-lost mother and father had left to them down near the edge of a road that led into the kingdom's gates. The oldest brother was Pell, followed by Mel, and the youngest then was this one named Quell. Oh, these three! Such trouble they caused each other, such trouble they caused the queen! For one day, oh, Roxy, talk about trouble, that dog. For one day, while in the peaceful village just outside the palace gates, they overheard the fairies chattering and fawning and praising and complimenting and rejoicing all over the fairy queen's latest proclamation that... Thanks to the bounty of this year's palace gardens, the whole kingdom was invited in for a grand feast with song and merrymaking. Song and merrymaking, grumbled Pell to Mel. And then Mel groaned to Quell, merrymaking and song. And then Quell snickered to Pell, merry song and, uh, for... "'He was not too bright, this one. "'He didn't quite know what they were complaining about. "'And his brothers just looked at him. "'For you see, dear ones, merrymaking and song were not things "'that these three fellows ever did anymore. "'Oh, sure, maybe when they were little. "'But now they were so busy arguing and fighting, "'wrestling and biting, bickering and sniping, "'that they couldn't even really remember.' what merrymaking and song were. And they couldn't remember why they couldn't remember of course. It was all buried under too many layers of dirt between them and there was no one willing to do their laundry anymore. Quell said to Mel, the fairy queen she thinks she's so smart. I'd love to see her land in a mud puddle. That would take the sparkle right out of her. <laughs> <laughs> and Mel said to Pell, That fairy queen, she thinks she's so great. I'd love to see her hold court in that palace without that fancy scepter that she's always waving around. Ha <laughs> And Pell said to Quell,
1: That fairy queen, she thinks she's so generous. I'd love to see her without her wealth and her fame. That's when we'd know what she was really like. <laughs> and then Pell looked at Mel,
0: and Mel looked at Quell, and Quell stood there for a minute and tried to think of something, but nothing happened. Unfortunately, nothing turned into something, and that something was not good. For when Quell looked at Pell, they all three of them had a little gleam in their eyes. Was it their own lights shining brightly? No. This gleam was a light that they wanted to steal from the queen who poured light and love into everything she did. Could they steal that light from her?
1: Let us make a bet, my brothers, said Pell. A bet, said Mel. I like the sound of that.
0: A bet, said Quell. Uh, what kind of bet?
1: I bet this here house, right where we're standing right now. How about that? Let us see which one of us can bring down the Fairy Queen by making the citizens of this kingdom see that she is not great like they think she is. She can't be, can't she? And we are going to prove it, us three brothers. Won't that be fun? (laughs) What say you brothers? Whoever wins this bet gets this here house all to himself and the other two will have to live in the barn with the pigs and the goats and the sheep and the chickens. (laughs) For, of course,
0: Pell thought for certain that he would win the bet and he liked the idea of having this big old house to himself. So to seal the deal, Pell spat in his hand, and Mel spat in his hand, and Quell, following his older brothers like he always did, spat in his own hand, and then they all shook on it, on this terrible bet to see which one of them would bring down the fairy queen. Which one of us should go first?
1: asked Quell.
0: And Pell
1: answered with glee. Mother always used to say that the youngest should go first. She did, said Mel, and Pell stomped on Mel's foot to make him be quiet. Oh, yeah, she did, said Mel, catching on to his older brother's trick. So it is you, little brother. You are going first, (laughs) said Pell.
0: "Ah, okay, said Quell. Now, if you will recall, Quell thought that the fairy queen, falling in a big mud puddle, would take the sparkle right out of her. And he was certain that if the queen didn't sparkle, no one would want to look at her. And if no one wanted to look at her, they certainly wouldn't want to follow her. All he needed was to find a good mud puddle. Well, that was actually no problem at all, for it had rained and rained and rained all the long night before, and there were mud puddles aplenty on the roads throughout the village. Quell knew that the queen often rode her horse out through the kingdom to check in on her lands and chat with her people. Well, Quell made his plan. He woke up early the next morning And he snuck out of the house so his brothers would not hear him. And he waited with glee by the biggest mud puddle he'd ever seen, perfectly placed on the old road that led right out of the village. And there he lay in wait for the fairy queen. And just as the palace bells chimed ten, do you want to chime with me? Let's do it. Let's be the palace bells and we'll chime ten times. Are you ready? Bong, 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 bong. That's five. Let's do five more. Bong, 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 bong. (gasps) Just as the palace bells chimed ten, there she came, just like clockwork. The queen rode out of the palace gates. Quell was so delighted to see that the fairy queen was wearing a very fancy, all-white gown today. (laughs) Thought Quell. The mud would make short work of that dress, wouldn't it? (laughs) She was riding her wonderful horse, who was more than a horse. Why? (gasps) Children, she was a real unicorn. And the fairy queen had named her Mabel. And along that muddy road, Mabel was carefully picking her way, carrying her sparkling fairy queen, all dressed in white, out to see the day and make sure that all of her citizens were cared for in her kingdom. Oh, and her citizens, they were so glad to see her. All along the road, the fairies and the elves, the gnomes, and even some trolls stopped what they were doing to bow. And the fairy queen smiled at them and said, Good morning, and how are you? And it's good to see you this fine day, as she rode along. And when the fairy queen rode up to that big mud puddle, what did our naughty friend Quell do? Oh, dear one, I I can barely stand to tell you. Oh, he's so naughty. Well, dear one, That quill threw himself, yes, he threw himself smack dab into that terrible mud puddle and while he was at it, he flailed his whole body around like a wild thing and he made crazy noises that startled not only the queen's dear unicorn, Mabel, but of course, the queen herself. (gasps) Can you imagine? (laughs) Now, you might ask, why would Quill do such a crazy thing? Throwing himself into a mud puddle. But he knew that when a horse or even a unicorn is startled, sometimes it bucks its front legs way up in the air and only the most skillful of riders can stay on its back. And indeed, up, up, up went Mabel the unicorn with the toss of her head and a loud whinny, and wild eyes. She was absolutely terrified by what seemed to her to be a crazy monster right in her path. The fairy queen had to think fast or she could be tossed off, which of course was Naughty Quell's plan all along. But our dear fairy queen, so beloved by her people, stayed upon her unicorn and did not fall off. Instead, she kept her cool and gently quieted Mabel with her soft, steady voice. And then, my dear friends, our Fairy Queen did something that Naughty Quell would never forget. In her lovely, white, sparkling gown, covered in stars and shot with gold threads, the fairy queen descended from her startled unicorn right into the mud puddle. And she knelt down into the mud to have a look at Quell. And she said, Dear one, are you all right? You must have slipped in this mud and now you are having quite a fit. May I assist you? Well, all the villagers gasped to see their fairy queen covered in mud. But she didn't seem concerned at all. She offered Quell her lovely bejeweled hand, and she helped him out of the puddle with surprising strength. And as he stumbled up, all the villagers nearby ran up to the queen and said, Are you all right, your majesty? And when they could see that she was they all turned to point their fingers at Naughty Quell. "'He threw himself in the mud puddle in front of you on purpose. We saw him!' They shouted and they pointed and they pointed and they shouted everyone at Quell. "'He is the youngest of those miserable brothers. Don't you know why? We will run him right out of this village for you, your majesty. Oh, "'He's not nice at all. Oh, my goodness!' They all started shouting." Arms shot out from every direction to grab at Quell, who just stood there covered in mud, afraid of everyone around him. But the queen just looked at him thoughtfully, and she said, I knew your mother, Quell. Your name is Quell, isn't it? She was such a kind person. I'm sure you must be just like her. And she patted Quell gently on his muddy shoulder. Quell just looked up at her He didn't know what to say I'm sorry, your majesty Was all he could think of All the villagers stood back in amazement And they said to each other Wow, now that's a true queen We are so lucky to have her as our queen And some of them just said, amazing. Quell was one of those. Liliana looked at Josh and Josh looked at Liliana. Wow, Liliana said almost silently to Josh. All he could do was blink. (laughs) And so Quell went home and he hosed himself off in the yard. He felt confused and tired but also pleased and inspired, and he didn't say anything to his big brother Mel or his oldest brother Pell. Quell just quietly moved his pillow and his blankets out to the barn. In fact, he was happy to live with the pigs and the goats and the sheep and the chickens, for after the fairy queen had been so very kind to him, kinder than anyone had been in ages and ages, Quell realized that the animals were much nicer to live with than his dear, disagreeable brothers. But, oh, my children, lest you forget, there was still a loathsome bet between these three brothers. And since Quell had not succeeded in bringing down the very queen, now it was Mel's turn. snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Come back next week and I'll tell you some more of the tale of the Fairy Queen and the Three Brothers. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. To find more April 8 stories, illustrations, crafts, videos, and ideas for cultivating joyful, thoughtful children, come on over to april8.com where I've posted my daughter Mia's favorite yogurt buttermilk biscuit recipe. Mm, it's good. You can also follow me and my dog Roxy on Instagram and Twitter at april8music. And of course, there's always Facebook, facebook.com April 8, and that's E-I-G-H-T. And if you like these stories, please share them with your family and your friends on Facebook and Twitter. Until we meet again, remember, I love you, and you are wonderful, just as you are right now.
1: La, 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 la.